30 years ago today in the little country of Somalia in Africa, one of the worst battles that U.S. soldiers have fought in this last century took place October 3rd, 1993. And today, we honor their sacrifices, the Task Force Ranger, Operation Gothic Serpent, and the operation that came to be known as Black Hawk Down. Absolutely everything inside of me was saying, I don't want to go back out there, and I know I'm going to die if I drive back through what I just went through. We had your moment where you went, oh, I could just, it's very likely I could die here, and if I die here, I'm going to die here. This is the immigration line, and then believe it or not, this kind of chaos is an improvement over what they had just a year ago. The African Union has, with the support of the United States, pushed out Al-Shabaab and retaken the airfield, retaken the city, and enabled us to come and visit. It's pretty amazing progress. I didn't even realize where I was standing at, because things have changed so much, but that concrete platform right there used to be our hangar. So somewhere right in here was a mortar round that killed Matt Ryerson and wounded about 15 more guys. When that mortar round went off, my immediate reaction was to want to put all of my kit on and roll out into the city streets and go kill the guy who dropped the mortar. And I think the part that's got me so frustrated even to this day is that I couldn't, I knew I couldn't do anything about it because I was being told to sit there with my hands folded and wait, wait for the um, National Command Authority to give us the green light to do another mission. The situation in Mogadishu, as we speak, is not any better from what it was five years back. IEDs, VB IEDs, roadside, uh, grenade attack, right? Uh, Drive-by shooting is still happening. As we drive through, there will not be any stopping as we drive through. We'll drive on a safe speed and we'll drive away from the, the people, but there's gonna be a lot of traffic on the road. Task Force Ranger came to Somalia in 1993 with a different mission than the rest of the United States forces there. The original mission was to capture a warlord. His name was Adid. Adid had been attacking the United Nations food shipments. Our mission was to find Adid and the high-ranking leaders of his Habergetter clan and capture those guys for attacks on U.S. forces and against the United Nations relief um, forces here. We had gone into the city on initially on a raid to go in and hit a target building. There were bad guys in the building. We went in the daytime. The daytime was a much riskier mission than we had normally, and all the other missions had been at night. Keeping my eyes open. If I had guns around me, I'd be thinking about where to put position weapon systems to get the maximum amount of gunfire. 
we don't have that many guns around us, so I'm just trying to keep my eyes open for a guy who steps around the corner with an RPG or a bunch of guys who come running around at the side of a building with AK-47s. This, all this stuff over here, the walls and all the bombed out holes and everything, this is very familiar. Yeah. This all looks the exact same right here. The original part of the mission was a raid into the city. For the first 30 minutes, man, this thing went like we thought it was going to go. We hit the target, got like 19 guys in the building. They, you know, a dozen or so of them were on our most wanted list. So it was a great catch. Delta brings them out. They flex cuffed guys up, tie them up, put the bad guys on the trucks. Trucks drive away. The rest of us are waiting to go home. That's about 80, 90 guys on the target building now. And just like that, that's when the whole mission changed because that's when the first helicopter got shot down. Yeah, we're a little bit north of the target building already, so when I made my route, I drove back down this road. But I, but much of this road is what I did to, to drive back down and where Pillow was killed on. That, uh, those destroyed buildings back there, a few blocks to the back, were a little bit north of the target building. The significance of Holiday Road is that I was, um, I drove down a narrow alleyway next to the target building, and, and when I made a right turn onto that road, that's where I got hit with about a couple of hundred to a thousand enemy fighters within a few city blocks of, of, of each other. Not just one, but multiple helicopters got shot down. That fundamentally changed the way we fought for the rest of the night, and the mission became secure the crash sites and, and bring as many of the survivors from those crash sites out. Is that a roadblock? <laughs> this is was what, that? That's, that was all over the city. So a helicopter gives you directions, hey, go down that road. I'm like, dude, you can't go down that road. You're gonna have to find some other time. I don't mind driving through here, but the stopping gets me really anxious. The, the crash was just a little bit pat on, on this side, so the crash was over. Like what, a block or about two? that or? way. And as you can tell, the confusion that you would start hearing on radios as they were going to the crash, because they were both of them were so close to each other. Oh, yeah. And then looking around and this stuff, how you can get turned around, you know? You don't know. The Seesaw bird, the rescue bird, had come in and roped in right on the crash. That helicopter got hit with an RPG. Guys got hit coming in, and they got to that helicopter and started trying to hold off the bad guys. The rest of the task force, the 80 or so of us on foot, Delta Force and Rangers, all get to there at the same time as, as most of the city. So it's just everybody's met. You're in the Bacara market right now. You're in the area of town that everybody said, don't go into right now. One of the things that always baffled me when we were in the fight was how many people we could see running around in the streets. And I was like, man, and I thought it was kind of nuts, but now I realize that there were way more people in the Vicar Market area. <laughs> they just did clear out when we started shooting. There were just a few left they running were, around. Yeah, because that was a lot of people everywhere. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Packed. There was so much gunfire going up and down the street and crisscrossing. All those bullet holes? That's us. That's you, huh? Jeff, isn't the reviewing stand up the road? Yeah, it's like a half a block up on your left. 
And that, that's where the um, the blocking position got into it, right? Yeah, I got into it pretty you good see? up there, and that's mm -hmm. where Anderson got shot in the leg by, you know. I can still still recognize some of those buildings that I spent the whole night parked in front of. And if you look at all the bullet holes around here, most of these are from us. It, it felt like training to me, because we were all reacting the way we were supposed to, and it still felt manageable. It's when things get out of our control and you're going, oh, then something switches. And I'll tell you where it is for us in a combat situation is as soon as people start going down. Half of all of the men who went in on, on that mission were either killed or wounded. And the next morning, I think all of us were looking at each other saying, nobody anticipated that we would be fighting this many um, armed Somalis. You had probably 200 guys in the streets or in the air fighting probably 20,000 armed Somalis. A couple I, of a little bird pilots came back and said, I, you guys should have seen that from the air. It was spectacular. I parked our vehicles at the K-4 Circle, and that was the exfil point. And in fact, it was right over here on the left where Weaver's vehicle was with, you know, the... Top gunner with his 9mm and a couple of rounds of 9mm left, and that's all he had. Yeah, so this is the K-4 traffic circle right here, and, and our first mission was down this street about two blocks. I rolled out to the uh, target building as, as soon as Task Force Ranger went in that day, and one of the Rangers who were leaving the Blackhawks was injured and needed immediate medical attention, so I hadn't been on the target for five minutes when I got a call to take him back to the base. Right about through here is where there was a whole lot of traffic. I was trying to bring Pilla and Blackburn back, and there was a vehicle in front of us that wouldn't move and wouldn't get out of the way, and this is where I told my driver to run into him, even though he had his leg hanging over the side of the tailgate. We crushed his leg. We put all the wounded guys on the vehicles. The vehicles drove away. And I'm a pretty fast guy, man, but I couldn't keep up with the vehicles. And they took off. And that left about 30 of us that ran out of that city. One of the guys who came back with me walked up to me and said, hey, Sergeant, don't leave your men in the back of the Humvee sitting in all of that blood. And his advice to me was, look, that'll have serious psychological effects on them for the rest of their life. You probably should go clean this Humvee up before you go back out there and turning the vehicle around and cleaning that Humvee up, getting ready to drive back out in the city streets is easily the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. This is where a lot of people lived, and that's similar to what Durant's helicopter crashed into right there. Wishing that I had some more guns around me. Right about exactly where we're standing right now is where I linked up with McKnight and Aaron Weaver and um, all of the rest of those guys set that Humvee, um, I destroyed that Humvee and took those guys back my second time back. The stadium was like a, a triage scene from a, from a Vietnam movie. It was crazy. There were Hueys landing and there were, there were bodies laid out. There were wounded laid out. I felt like, okay, we're here, we're done. And I just started crying. My tears were just flowing and I couldn't figure out there was no specific thing. I, I still I remember it. There was no specific reason why I was crying. It was just my emotions were letting loose. All right. Thank you. Man, I was starting to get a little bit anxious heading down through the uh -huh. market, and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do everything here. Somebody steps around the corner with an RPG. Okay, it's over. So you guys can see um, how intense the gunfire was because it's 12, 12 feet away. Close to the killer was... I just consider myself um, honored to be able to be around those men who fought so valiantly.
Because it really is true, that night, man, uncommon valor was very common.